Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today, coming from Sedona, we have AJ Billy. It's such an honor to have you, so special. So, my first question for you, AJ, is can you please introduce you a little introduce yourself a little bit so that we may feel we know you yeah well Gemma thank you so much for having me it's such an such an honor to be on such a popular show with this amazing audience um so I'm a I'm an author first and foremost I started writing books when I was eight years old um I write fiction and non-fiction books that revolve around love I'm also the founder of Project of Love, which is a platform that's still in the making. And the goal is to reignite the love um, in our hearts. Because uh, my philosophy is that love, which is a state of consciousness, is our superpower. And when we are able to be in this state of consciousness, which we can actually do by opening our hearts, then our life completely transforms. Um, and then I also help authors to self-publish their books. Uh, so these are my three big um, things that I'm here to offer in the world and help people with. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much. So um, here on Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse, we dare to say the words that are taboo and hidden in plain sight oftentimes. And our goal is really to, to ignite and inspire other victims hiding in plain sight during that time so that they may understand, hey, there is a life beyond the abuse. I can actually break free and heal and become an amazing new person I'm not yet today. What is the kind of abuse that you overcame in your life? Well, I want to start by saying how much I respect and I appreciate you, Gemma, because I, I know you went through abuse and every other woman who was able to, you know, break free from that pattern and, um, and also had the courage to speak up and inspire other women to do the same. Um, I know that there are many, many, many horrible things happening to women all over the world horrible abuse and i have to say i haven't been subject to that abuse however any abuse big or small is still an abuse and it shouldn't be tolerated so the uh the abuse i experienced as a child was maybe not the you know the most terrifying and terrible of all because my parents, both my mother and father, actually loved me and they did the best they could to, uh, you know, protect me, to provide for me, to nourish my, my passion for reading and writing. However, because, you know, the way they grew up, uh, the way they experienced love in their families, they didn't really know how to, you know, always show up in the most loving way. So my father, out of his desire to, as I said, protect me and make sure that, you know, I will turn out into a, into a successful woman who has a happy life, he was overly protective. So 
um, not allowing me to do things that other, um, you know, teenagers or kids my age would do. Uh, I wasn't allowed to go to parties, for example, which now I don't regret. But back in the day, you know, it was hard because they were they were looking at me like my other, you know, the other kids like, oh, she's weird. Um, and then there was a lot of expectation. There was a lot of, you know, like a, a really big pressure on me, at least until I got into high school to perform. So I was to I was supposed to always behave. I was supposed to be a nice girl. I was supposed to be um, to get the best uh, grade in school. So, and whenever that thing didn't happen, so whenever I failed my father's expectations, uh, I would be punished. And the punishment would be from, you know, could could vary from being given the silent treatment, the cold shoulder, uh, harsh words, up to, you know, like an occasional, you know, spanking, beating. It didn't happen a lot, but it did happen. And I remember that that was happening because my the grade I got was not... I was born and raised in Romania, in case you wonder about my accent. So there we don't have A, Bs, or at least when I was in school, it was like from 1 to 10. So let's say 10 is the highest, 1 is the lowest grade you can get. 5 is in the middle, you just pass the, you know, that's a pass not pass grade. So let's say I would get, you know, a 6 and a 7. And I would get a, sometimes a beating for that. And my mom would watch. <laughs> and I felt doubly betrayed because I was like, why would you inflict pain on me for something that's not a big deal, right? I didn't set the house on fire. It was just the grade. And then I was like, why is my mom allowing my father to beat me? So to me, I, my, my, my mind couldn't grasp that. And, uh, you know, maybe I know, you know, people in my generation probably experienced that kind of behavior from their parents. However, this is not normal. This is not conducive to, you know, self-esteem. And, and it's also is teaching us that love is conditional. Oh, you know, if you're going to behave, then you're going to get rewarded. And if you're not, then, you know, you're, you're going to get punished. And it also shows that love can be abusive, right? Because you trust your parents. They are the people who love you most in the world and yet they punish you. So, Probably that's how love is. And the problem is that this, this kind of, you know, beliefs get like get ingrained into our subconscious. And then because they are there, we end up attracting similar relationships in, in our daily lives. And they can happen with, you know, with the authority figure. So it can be the boss at our workplace or it can be the partner in our relationship. And... I, I've been recently in situations where, you know, there was in my relationship where there was verbal abuse, like yelling and then, you know, cuss words and then the cold shoulder. And that's, that's when, when your partner is not able to have a conversation with you and listen to what you're, what, what you have to say and be there to present with your feelings and all they do, they blame you and they point their finger at you and they try to make you feel guilty and make you shut up and shut down. That's abuse. So I know, as I said in the beginning, compared to what other women are experiencing, this is, this is not a big deal, but you know, 
at the end of the day, it is a big deal. And I know many of us, many, many, many women are going through that because it actually drops us of our self-esteem and it drops, off, drops us of joy. And, and, and it, this is not how things are supposed to be in a relationship. It's very interesting that you bring that up. Because I was also uh, born in 1978, and I think I was in the last series in the last generation when spanking and beating up children were actually expected from parents. Yeah. It was expected. And you were considered a bad parent if you would not spank your, 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 your kid. It's like, it's, it sounds so wrong. Yeah. It's amazing. But what I can tell you is that the long-term effect of being spanked and beaten, actually spanked, uh, by my father and mother too, was that I developed a such a divine respect for the male figure in my life that whoever, husband, father, son, whoever, boyfriend, would just be like, you, I mean, I have to please you in any way, shape, and form so that you may love me. And it's like, really? Yeah. No. Really? This is not the way self-love, self-esteem, and self-confidence work. No. This is not the way we are brought to life as spiritual being first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So that is a very interesting um, um, way to bring um, breaking the silence around abuse. It is, the, it is abuse now that we have the wisdom to have connected the dots mm -hmm. between normal behavior when we were a child and now normal behavior toward a new child. And it is different. It has nothing to do with each other anymore. Yeah. And so the counter, um, the counter advice, which is to say, but if there is no punishment, if there is no limits, if there is no boundaries, you raise a unsecure child. Well, I mean, I, I'm not a mother, so I don't think I'm. I mean, I'm entitled to, you know, give advice in regarding how to how to raise a child. However, you know, from a spiritual perspective, I think that um, the, those boundaries um, can be set in a different way because. Um, contrary to what the belief was, you know, like years ago, children are very, they have, they have their wisdom. And, you know, as we progress as humanity, the, the, the souls that are incarnating as children are more and more are wiser. So a child doesn't need to, you know, to be abused emotionally or, you know, physically to, to that's actually maiming them. It's not enabling them to into and to become healthy adults. So you can explain to the child appealing to their innate common sense and wisdom what is what serves them and what doesn't serve them. I mean, my father could have said, look, you know, it doesn't really serve you to uh not pay attention in class and you know because if you 
do that then later in life you won't do well and you know you can tell a story and you there are other ways in which yeah those boundaries that those you know like guiding lines can be set for a child rather than you know tell you oh you're stupid if you don't do that or oh i don't love you or you know you need to be if you don't do this this is teaching the child that love is conditional when love is not conditional that is true that is absolutely true i mean i cannot agree more it's amazing that you bring that one up i think that a lot of people at least in our generations a lot of people have experienced that Mm -hmm. not considered it bad and then you grow up kind of broken yeah until you finally do the inner healing inner work childhood um so so, so wounded child and other kind of of deep deep healing forgiveness work releasing the anger and all of that because there is a lot going on in that kind of situation yeah and and you 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 mentioned forgiveness forgiveness is key you know i have a friend and um his uh his family is from india so they have a very like specific way of raising raising kids and um he uh he went through abuse when he was a child and he was still experiencing um a lot of resentment towards his parents and uh uh, I think one of my breakthrough moments, I had two of them, but one of my breakthrough moments in releasing that anger, because I had a lot of anger, especially with my father, like, why why did you do this to me? Um, and I was focusing on that anger rather than on all the other things that he did for me. I mean, he was my first publisher. He encouraged me to write. He he uh, he did many things. I mean, he he would wait for me uh, in front of the building up at 3 a.m. in the morning to make sure I get home. So he was a loving father. But I had to understand that he did the way he did the best he could. He he thought that this is how he was ensuring that I have a bright future. He couldn't do it otherwise. His intentions were good. And I know there are parents out there who, you know, abandoned. We are not talking about that kind of parents. We are talking about parents that are there for their children who are present in their lives, but they don't know how to show love because how can you show your love in a, you know, in a very kind and, 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 uh, and uh, affectionate way if you haven't seen that happening in your family. So nobody taught you how to show your love. So you only replicate what you saw within your family and how your parents treated you and how the, their dynamics. So it was like, oh, wait a minute. You know, my father actually loved me because for many years I thought, oh, he, he's, he doesn't love me. He's not proud of me. But he did. But he did. But he, he did the best he could. So that helped me, you know, like release, helped me release all that anger and resentment I had and when I recently had my book launch, I that was, and my book is actually like the dedication is to my parents because without them, I wouldn't be who I am today. So gratitude replaced all that, uh, all that anger. And this is something that, you know, regardless who the abuser is, this is a big step in breaking the cycle is just forgiving, forgiving that abuser understanding that they were in a state of consciousness that only allowed them to behave the way they behaved 
and and to understand that part of reclaiming our power back is just forgiveness and because when we are, we forgive we are no longer a victim we, we no longer look at the other person like oh this is what they did to me we look at this is this was an experience that as crazy as it sounds my soul called into my life because i had to learn something or i had to become to 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 become more resilient just by going through this and instead of giving into hatred i'm raising in love and love for myself and love for other people that's beautiful that's beautiful. What is that moment in time when you suddenly realized that you had to actually go within, forgive and love your parents for who they are, release that anger and walk free in your own life? What is that, that key moment? Was it a, a build up over time or a transformational moment? Oh, I think um so the the, the um i think somehow it built over time but um uh, then i think it was a two-step transformational moment so one step happened after i uh started spending more time in california and after i you know um i met like my spiritual parents mike and i they live in southern california and uh, they totally embody the state of consciousness that we name that we call love and they were you know they but my my, my heart was open i was already in a, at a point where i was like okay i i don't want to live like this anymore i need i need to be able to love and to love i need to open my heart and for me to open my heart i need to forgive and in talking to them that's when i realized that oh wait a minute you know my parents did the best they could with what they had at the point so um so that was the first step into the first aha moment but still you know the, there was there was you know like kind of I, I was still angry i wasn't able to release it all at once and then like a couple of months ago after going you know through an argument with my boyfriend and again he was lashing out at me and he was kind of you know like really angry and that kind of energy it felt like abusive and the words and uh, I remember I was very distressed, not so much with his behavior, but with me condoning that behavior. I mean, why am I accepting this? Why am I putting up with this? And then that's when I realized, like, wait a minute, I'm doing this because I believe that, first of all, love is conditional. And second, because I think love is abusive because of what happened in my childhood. And because um, I was watching a video and... Um, the woman who is a spiritual teacher she was sharing how some women they pick up on their mother's energy and when the relationship between the mother and the father is not is not necessarily harmonious the mother would have this anger you know like this anger towards the man that 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 is passed on to the daughter mm -hmm. and so the woman harbors this anger not just with the father but with men in general which will attract an angry man in into their lives so I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is a lot to process. So I actually wrote a, a letter of, you know, where I was asking for forgiveness from my father. And then I was, you know, like telling him that I forgive him for, for everything that I went through. And that I was like ready to release this energy so that I can finally have a, a harmonious relationship with a man in my life and, and be able to 
you know, build a family. Um, so my partner turned out to be, um, you know, a catalyst for, for transformation. And that's the other thing, you know, that frees us from the, from being a victim, because I think this is what weighs, weighs out, out, us down. Like when you see the other person and the situation as an opportunity to heal something, to grow, to learn something, Again, that's how you take your power back rather than going over and over again with your girlfriend. So this is what's happening to me. This is what it did to me. Because I, I, you know, I tend to do the same. I'm like, no, you know, what can I learn? What can I do? How can I, um, how can I become whole again? Like get back those pieces of my soul that are scattered and missing. Exactly, exactly. I remember when I was raped, uh, it was offered... So the possibility of pressing charges against my former father-in-law was offered to me. And I remember considering and considering and considering the possibility. Mm -hmm. And then I thought to myself, at the end of the day, what do I really want? I want to heal that tremendous emotional pain I'm carrying with me because of that experience as an adult. And, um, and then I decided, no, pressing charge means entering in a legal battle, words against words. Mm -hmm. Where will that bring us? Just pain and more pain and more pain. It will not necessarily stop his behavior. It will not necessarily heal me. And it will not make me whole. It will probably break me and break him more than anything else. So I chose to not press charges and to not just move on, but take the time to heal and to transcend yeah. that, that horrific experiences. Yeah. So you know that there is a there is a misconception according to which you know if we forgive uh, or if we don't get into a, a battle with the abuser that means that we are weak or that we condone the behavior but it's not the the whole point is to detach from that situation from that person in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So tell us a little bit. What is your book about? Well, I, I well I have several books, but because the so this is one book that I think you know the viewers might want to read because um, easy five easy steps to ending a toxic relationship, unplug the negativity cord, and jumpstart your emotional healing by yeah. A.G. Billig. Yay. Yeah, and you know, it's all about again how to because it's hard when you are into in a, in in a relationship like this. It's hard to sometimes, you know, to break free from from that cycle. So you need to build up the 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 the, the willpower to do it. And again, I'm not talking about you know like threatening situation where you where your life is you know in danger and you need to flee or escape. I'm talking about a relationship that's not that you know it doesn't have that threat but we are many women are in relationships with abusers with narcissists so um 
in that situation, the first step is just to, you know, build the willpower to, and first of all, become aware of what's going on and then build the willpower to, to break free. And part of it is just, you know, like surround yourself with people who truly appreciate and respect you and have a safe place in that way, even like a physical and emotional safe place. Um, and then build your inner strength and take your power back so that you can finally take the step and, and walk away from that situation. So that is how this book is, is, um, is helping people and also shifting their perspective again, because I think this is really, really crucial to not consider yourself a victim and, and, and look at the whole, I mean, put everything like in a different perspective and say, Hey, you know, what can I learn? How can I turn this into something that actually helps me? So this is what this book is uh, is doing. And then I have this, uh, once you're done with that, then you can actually embark on this journey from fear to love and choose love and choose to... I choose love. That's another book that you have published, The Journey from Fear to Love. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they are both available on Amazon, Kindle, and paperback format. Um, so yeah, I think our, our whole life is a journey from fear, fear that we are not good enough, fear that we, you know, we will fail, fear to speak up, fear, 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 back into the consciousness of love, which is, you know, love ourselves. Love is life, actually, it's life force energy. So uh, just being able to hold that line, hold the, hold that state of consciousness as mm -hmm. long as so that we we can, you know. Remind, remember who we are and be authentic and then be able to thrive in as purposeful people we need on the planet, being able to shine our light. In mm -hmm. And um, so uh, I remember you just said that you wrote nonfiction and fiction. What kind of fiction book did you write? No, thank you. Well, this is, a, this is my life on Tinder um arena and cal so this is a love story it's uh it's i market it as a romance book but really it's a women's fiction love story where i would say bridget jones diaries meet eat pray love it's a it's a romanian woman in her 30s because i'm romanian who travels the world to find true love she's uh you know she's a digital marketer she has her own business and of course because she's She's doing that. She's all into internet and online dating apps. And she ends up uh, matching with this rock star from California, which is sort of a, you know, like a broken man with, you know, um, issues. But she still ignores the red flags and, and goes to California to be with him. And so the story goes, <laughs> you'll have to read the book to find out. But again, it's it's about love and it's about how actually each relationship whether it's a romantic relationship or a, a you know business relationship, family relationship, has this power to transform us and help us grow as human beings. That's our life journey. It's a journey of growth. We either grow or we just die. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Wow. Ag, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and 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 a different perspective on love. 
Yeah. A whole lot. Thank you so much. What is one question you wish I would ask you because you have it so much on your heart that you want to say? Um, <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't seen this. Um, okay, maybe you know you can ask me why why do you where you can find my books? No, why do <laughs> why, why why is love our superpower? Maybe that. Why love is your superpower? <laughs> well, because as I said, love love is actually who we are. Love is love is God. Love is life force energy. And we are, let's remember, we are just, you know, like we are spiritual divine beings having a human experience. We are made in the same, you know, fabric. That's the fabric of life. And that's love. So love is expansive. Love is joy. Joy is compassionate. It's kind is uh, all inclusive so all these things so when we are in this energy love is healing so when we want to you know create something wonderful in our lives it starts with this energy which is always available in our hearts we don't need it from somebody else and it's the other thing it's it's um you know it's it never depletes it's always there that is true Love is our superpower. Thank you so much. The project of love, founder, AG Billy. Thank you so, so much. All your information to reach out to you are in the description. Whenever you update anything or everything, let me know. And we keep on updating and keeping that up to date for the years to come, which is a good news when you are such a prolific author. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So thank you so, so much for joining us. It's an honor to have you. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And uh, yeah, I hope we'll see each other again soon. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you.